it like we do it. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. How's it going, guys? Did you have a good week? Everyone bought enough toilet paper. It's uh, daylight savings. Daylight saving. Scott was like, last night I said, it's daylight savings. He's like, it's daylight saving. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's I've real, never he's heard real. anyone in my life call it daylight saving. Scott, yeah, he gets, you're right. You're, he's a little, yeah. I was like, thank you for mansplaining. <laughs> Oh my God. It's daylight saving. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm like, whatever it is, I didn't sleep enough. So here we are. And I went to Costco yesterday, posted about it on my stories because I was like, wow, I'm actually one of those people that sits in the parking lot and waiting for it to open. But yesterday just felt a little more chaotic because everyone's freaking out about COVID-19 and buying a lot of toilet paper. A lot of toilet paper. It doesn't make sense. Why? It doesn't make you poop. So I don't... (laughs) I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't I mean, understand. Like, are people... Here's here's what I don't understand. I get the idea that, like, you maybe want to stock up on some essentials in case, for some reason, you can't leave your house for a week or two. Sure. Understandable. Understandable. Do you use 200 rolls of toilet paper in a week or two, in two weeks? Do you, do you go through 100 rolls of toilet paper per week? If so... Mm. COVID-19 is not a problem that you need to be worrying about. You need to be right. worrying about your toilet paper issue. Right. You should be worried are, are about Are you going to sell much, it on like, the Where you're market? putting all that toilet paper. Yeah. You should be worried about how much you're pooping is what I'm right. trying to say. Yeah. Let's be clear here. You need to go to the doctor for another problem that's not COVID. Right. That's right. the fact that you're pooping 20 times per day. Yeah. At least. I. You know, that not not pooping 20 times per day that you're using 20 rolls of toilet paper per day per day well that's so apparently I just, people yeah. think that they're never leaving their house again so that was kind of the, the here, gist that okay, i got here, from wait. it yeah here's where i was going with that that was like okay great what about everything else that you need you can't eat toilet paper like why toilet paper why the not other thing that i thought food. of is like we're li- we, we live in a very privileged society right now where we can order anything from our phone so i mean at the at the very least if something were to happen and you ran out of toilet paper you could easily just what is it called that instacart thing that i haven't used that yet but you know apparently it's very popular so can you <laughs> i see i think that's what people are worried about they're like well what if costco shuts down yeah everyone's doing doomsday what if the world stops? And at that point, I'm like, we don't need toilet paper if the world stops. At that point, we're, like toilet paper is not going to be the first thing that I can't do without. Yeah. yeah. Like drip dry, guys. Drip dry. Grab drip a paper dry towel. is a, absolutely. I also feel like there's just so many things that don't make sense about it. I'm not even going to go there. It's just why? Okay. Why the toilet paper? Oh, why toilet paper? Okay. So you had a trip this week that was canceled. Tell us about that. What happened? Are, or are you allowed to talk about it? Or you just wanted to say you're safe and you're healthy? <laughs> How much do you want yeah, to talk about that? Yeah, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. So it was postponed. Expo West was postponed. Expo West, which you guys heard me talk about last week, is a 90,000 person trade show in the natural products industry. It is the trade show. It is the biggest natural products trade show in the world. It is, you know, known far and wide by the community. It has been going on for 40 years. And every if you have ever known anyone or been in the natural products industry, you know what Expo West is. And on Monday afternoon, the majority of us were already in Anaheim. We were getting ready to do like the safety walk to go or where they take all the internal employees and we spend two hours walking through the venue and going over all of the safety, you know, this fire exits, but also just 
kind of everything you need to know. We walk through with the facilities manager. And as we were standing there, we find out that they've decided to postpone it. And there was no official, eventually on Wednesday, the state of California did end up declaring a state of emergency. But as of Monday night, they had not. And it was really more a reaction to the community's concern about COVID-19 and not immediately based on a threat of the virus. There was not, nobody, there were are some people in Anaheim who have the virus, but they are people who like came back from that cruise and they've been on quarantine. I mean, who knows by the time you guys hear this, what, what it will be, but there were there as of that time, there weren't any community transmitted cases. Disneyland was still open, you know, all these other things, but it just, people were really- I love how Disneyland is like the benchmark of where they're planning, which makes sense. I mean, it's huge. Well, huge. it's also I mean, literally across the street. Sure. Like you can see Disneyland from the convention oh, center. I and like we went, there. we did, we not, I mean, we went to, we ended up going to like the D- downtown Disney Tiki bar, which was very fun. Aww. So anyway, I, I, I'm not going to go into the reasons why or anything like that, why I was postponed, because sure. I don't really have that much insight into what the final decision was. I can tell you that there had been days and days of constant meetings and you know, lead up to this. And I can also tell you that I was one of the people who was monitoring our social media during that time and then throughout the rest of the week. And I just want to remind people that when no matter how big a company is, there is a real human doing the social media for that company. And usually that real human is like a marketing coordinator. And, you know, I had another one of my colleagues who who basically reached out on Monday and was like, I'm getting hammered. Can other people step into the social? Like she, you know, is 26, is not 26. a crisis communication <laughs> expert. And, yeah. you know, she because nobody thinks like you're on so, the person who runs social media for the company. Usually it's not the CEO responding to Facebook comments. And people just were so mean and people were. Some people were understanding, but a lot of people, and I get it, like it was a big deal. People plan for this for the whole year, but it, I think like that was would be my my universal takeaway. If you, I'm sorry if you were planning on going to XOS and it got canceled, it sucked for all of us. We all came home and we all spent the rest of the week being like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And if you have no idea what Expo West is, I hope you can learn from other people's mistakes in this story and in the event that a large company has to make an unpopular decision, please be kind on social media or just don't go on social media. Yeah. But we all know that social media is the safe place to for people to I know. coward be cowardly and mean where you would never say something like that in person. So no. I'm sorry that your company had to go through that. That totally sucks. Yeah. So it's definitely I mean, it's been a big week. It's been a weird, weird week. I was supposed to have gotten home you know, eight hours ago from being in California for six days. Yeah. And instead I got home on Tuesday night and we've all just kind of been looking at each other like, what do we do? Because not only is, does obviously this impact our week and so many people worked so hard for so long on this show. I mean, this show is the biggest thing that we do as a company. 
And so many people worked so hard on this show. And then to postpone it realistically the night before, you know, the the full show didn't kick off on Tuesday, but some programming did start on Tuesday. And one of the people I work with who listens to the podcast, hello, Heather, she and I were just talking about it and about how like it feels like she said, you know, it feels like you go to you went to run this marathon and just tripped and fell on your face 100 feet from the finish line. And like... It doesn't negate all the training you've done or the other 26 miles that you ran, but like you don't get that satisfaction of crossing the finish line. You don't get the satisfaction yeah. of getting the medal. And it just, yeah, it's been a weird week. So, and it's always just weird and difficult to be in a community of people that you care about who are having a, a tough week, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we made the right yeah. call. I personally think we did. Like, you know, I, I'm obviously not speaking for the company I work for whatsoever, but I think we made the right call because California did go on on Wednesday to declare a state of emergency and, you know, other events like South by Southwest just announced they were canceling. Right. I mean, there's so many events. And I think um, what Scott and I were just talking about, like concerts and, you know, I'm going to a show tonight and I'm I'm just thinking like, wow, I wonder like how many concerts are going to be canceled or big events are going to be canceled because of this and how really that impacts the economy. And South by Southwest is huge for Austin. And I just feel really bad for that city and small businesses who really rely on that traffic to come through and how that's really making a negative impact. The airlines, you know, I just got an email from United talking about how they're taking measures to keep passengers safe. And there's all these emails coming out from businesses just saying like, these are the things we're doing to keep people safe. And you know, when I was at Costco yesterday, even they had this huge stand at the beginning at the entrance where you could wipe down your carts and there's all these wipes everywhere. And it was just kind of like, wow, I mean, everyone is responsible for this. And I think that that's just something to keep in mind too, of if you can really kind of go out of your way to support local businesses right now, and just be mindful where you're putting your money and supporting people who might be struggling. I think that's just really important to think about. And, you know, we got a question, we're going to get to some questions later. Well, just in a little bit in this episode, but someone did ask, what do you guys think of the coronavirus? And I kind of laughed at first, but I'm like, it's really not funny. I mean, this is a huge deal. I've been on because I work in healthcare, I've been on conference calls pretty much daily. We have daily huddles talking about the updates with the coronavirus and how our healthcare system is taking precautions and what we're doing to treat patients and how we screen patients. And I think that's just something like we have to be really diligent because we, as a healthcare company, we have to treat these patients as they walk in and how do we keep everyone safe if that does happen in our clinic. And so um, it's just really in the forefront of my mind. I, there's a part of me that wants to laugh at the at the mass panic. And I think news and media tend to overdo it. And they do kind of amp up the anxiety a little bit. So there's a little bit of me wanting to laugh at that. But at the same time, it's serious. It's a big deal. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when now or it's spreading all over the place. And first case in Colorado was announced this week. So we're kind of like, all right, here we go. Where is this going to happen? And someone did also email us about a, a post about people who have recovered from the virus. And I think that's something that you talked about last week of like, hey, they need to post more stories of people who are recovering from this and what that looks like as well. But I just want to reiterate, everyone wash your hands, be safe, leave masks for health workers. Uh, there's a lot of research coming out about that too, or not research, but news about how masks are for health 
workers and people who have the virus. Um, it's not necessarily a tool that will prevent you from getting the virus. So make sure that you're not hoarding masks for people who really need it because now there's a shortage of masks and hand sanitizer. And even at our clinic, we're having to keep everything. We usually put masks and hand sanitizer out in the lobbies just for people to come in who are sick to put that on. But because people are so panicked about it, they're taking all the masks. And so now we have to put everything behind our counters so people don't just take our supplies because we're running short on supplies. It's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like everybody's talking about this so much. And so I don't, you know, it's one of those things where yeah, we don't need to beat it. Yeah. Let's move on. No, no, no. But I mean, like, it's no, I think it's good. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's changing so much. I actually was thinking kind of saying the opposite. Like, I feel like it does help to kind of just process it in real time because so much comes out that's new every single day yeah people really tend every single you know, day is different it feels yeah it feels scary and it feels kind of nice to just be able to be like okay i'm feeling today i feel okay about it i'm you know, like this day last week i was nearly in tears because i was so worried You're about traveling really about going nervous. to this i was yeah. and and but then when i got there it was like oh okay this is gonna be fine you know i just feel like it's been really big big emotional swings and i think all of us are impacted yep. in it one way or another i think you know, you and I this week have examples of ways that we've really been impacted by it. But every single person, whether most likely by the time this is done, every single person is going to at least know someone who knows someone who has this virus, gets this virus. Right. So, but whether or not that's you, I feel like everyone just has, is having so much, it just is impacting everyone in different ways all the time and constant, you know, everybody is feeling it, feeling the stress, feeling the pressure, feeling whether you're just seeing they're kind of rolling your eyes going like, oh my gosh, I can't believe people are freaking out about this. It's no more serious than the flu, blah, blah, blah. And, or you're sitting there going, I thinking I freak out every time I need to leave my house. I think both of those and everything in between that is valid because this is a huge unknown. And that's what I think is the scariest thing about it is just, you know, a big group of people who doesn't feel like they have all the information. And that yeah. is a recipe for disaster. So, yeah, you know, and I think that there's a lot of be people. Kind. Yeah, be kind. And I think there's a lot of uh, stories that you hear about comparing epidemics or pandemics, I should say, to pandemics that killed a lot of people in the past like 100, 200 years. And so when they, you start those comparisons, you're like, oh my gosh, is this going to be a mass exodus of people? And, you know, you hear people being like, oh, just survival of the fittest. And, oh, we got to clean out the population somehow. I'm like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. And you're also one of those people that probably lives on a really desolate piece of land and has a compound. I don't know. Like, you just kind of think of the doomsday people. But I think on some level, we've all kind of caught a little bit of air from that mentality and that fear. And so um, it's just important to get your information, get your facts, be take control of what you can control of just speaking from a behavioral health standpoint. If you can just focus on the things that are within your control and day by day, take those steps and try not to feed into the bigger negativity that's kind of flying at your face. If you feel like you're getting all the news and everything else is kind of amping up your anxiety, turn it off. Just get the the basic information that you need. Read the skim. That's why I love the skim because they just give real short snippets of just what you need to know and take care of yourselves and don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Every time anybody tells me don't touch my face, my whole face just lights up. I'm like, huh, huh, I have, I can't. Yeah. I need to itch it. Or you can just like go like this. Put your, put your uh, 
You're, I'm putting my sweatshirt over my hand. And you can yeah, but then like, your you know. sweatshirt gets like, what if your sweatshirt has germs on it? I mean, I'm just saying. I know. Like, if, I know. You didn't, when I was on the your plane. Your sweatshirt didn't touch a surface. You don't know that. I was on a, when I was on the plane on the way back, I had my glasses <laughs> on. And so I like, when I have my glasses on, it keeps me from, you know, just mindlessly rubbing my eyes, which is helpful. Now that we're yeah. talking about my nose, it's just, but then yeah. I was like sitting in my seat, I kept my elbows in, I was reading a book. And so I was like holding my book with both hands and I was like, don't touch your face, don't touch your face, don't touch your face, don't touch your face, don't touch your face. The whole time I was just like the, just two hours of just this ticker through my head. Don't touch your face, don't touch it, don't touch it. No, don't, don't, don't touch your face. Oh, that's very distracting. Oh, that's really bad, though. You shouldn't be saying that because that's like the same thing as saying don't think about a white elephant and you're thinking of a white elephant. I know. Just but like- then, the, but like, that because you, I absentmindedly touch my face. I like play with my lips. I like, yeah, you know, just like kind of like, like, For sure. not pick my nose, like but you know, nose mess ring. with my nose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I play with my nose ring. Like, I, if I'm not thinking about it, I'd absentmindedly do it. And, you know, that's fine, except when I'm sitting on an airplane and feeling nervous about it. Anyway. Right. Um, anyway. But I did finally watch the Downton Abbey movie on the plane, and it was very delightful. It was soothing, was calming, re- relaxing. Yes. It, I mean, okay. it was like painfully formulaic and painfully like, but that's, you know, that's what you need on an airplane. You need Maggie yeah. Smith just doing exactly totally. what you thought she was going to do. Oh, yeah. That's actually not a bad idea to have the Downton Abbey people just serenading yeah. you through a flight. What was the movie that you and I watched? Jojo Rabbit. Such a good movie. That, that one, one was good. Re- that one was lovely. Like just lovely. I was not ready for the end though. I just was like... Mm. I was sitting, when we were sitting there, I was like, whoa, okay, wow, we're doing this. Okay, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Here we are on the plane. I'm literally yeah. strapped into my seat and can't do anything about this. You can't, you can't do, deal with your emotions. <laughs> yeah, like I can't, I can't pace. No, that was a good one. I That's the one, pace, that, the yeah. one thing I appreciate about traveling is that I get to watch movies that are not children's movies. Although... Both when you and I went to LA and when we went to when I was on my way to Anaheim last week, I watched Frozen because it just reminds me of my kids. It makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. it's a comfort. Yeah. That's a comfort blanket movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of shows, uh, how far did you get on Love Is Blind? Oh gosh, <laughs> which I, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm like laughing because you asked for movie recommendations. So Claire texts me on Friday night. She's like, "What movie should I watch?" And I'm like going through a ticker in my head of like, okay. I have to be very careful my recommendations because I know Claire's taste. So here are the things that I think she can handle. So I named off like four things. I think it was like Always Be My Maybe, Taylor Tomlinson's new Netflix special, Midlife or no, Quarter Life Crisis. It's so good if you guys want a good comedy special. What else did I say? Knives Out and... I forget, but but it was funny because I was sitting there with Brandon and he and my mom had the kids and he was like, we should watch a movie. Like we never watch TV and I was like, oh, I'll text Joy. And like two seconds later, you were back to this list. He's like, she was ready. I was like, yes, Joy is my media personal shopper. <laughs> I was like, she knows. She knows what I like, what I don't like. So then we got home and we were kind of browsing. Oh, marriage we story. Just kind of. That's what it was. Marriage, marriage story. story. Yeah. We got home and, and, you know, love is blind just pops right up on of Facebook. Of course it does. Or on Netflix. Like right there. Facebook on Netflix and Brandon's like oh is that that is that the show that Joy was talking about on the podcast last week and I was like yeah and, he, and so I was like let's just watch like the first five minutes of it this is gonna be ridiculous and yeah. you get sucked in immediately yep and yep, sure so do. we that's how they get you we only watched we like skipped around of the first two episodes there okay. were a couple where I was like oh this is too uh-uh, uh-uh fast forward fast forward so we watched you know the whole like Jessica and Mark and whatever that other guy's name was 
thing unfold. Barnett. Barnett. I was like, Brayden? That's not it. Barnett. And then we watched Cameron and what was his name? Cameron and Lauren. Yeah. Cameron and Lauren. Story. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that one's like right off the bat. Right off and the bat. And then what was the other one? There Those were the two main ones, the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. Damien and whoever. We kind of Gigi, skipped. Giannani. Gigi. Gigi. We sort of like skipped around on that one because that one was just hard okay. to watch. Yeah. And that was it. Those are the only ones. And then we didn't keep watching because I was like, I can't watch them meet in real life. Okay. This is like, so that was, it's a, you were done it's with amusing it. yeah. when it's all theoretical. And then when they're like, I'm engaged. I was like, this, no, uh-uh. shut it down. <laughs> I just, oh my God, I so have a fiance. Like- I never thought when I came into this. <sighs> When I came into this show that was specifically aimed at me getting a fiance, I never thought that I would have a fiance. And it's just been four days and we just like have this amazing connection. And like, I just never would have met this person in the real world. Like, what? Yeah, I know. I know. But there's like, there's something that just gets you about that show. So people who've watched it, you know, like the second you watch it, if you really just want something mindless and you don't need to think about it, but you're sucked into this reality show, I tell you, it's the real world plus the bachelor plus the hills. And those are all of my like favorite reality shows all in one. Cause I love the music that they put to it. It's really cheesy. Like they have music on the hills. It's super cheesy, poppy, catchy music. And then it's shot a very similarly to the hills. And then it has the, the weird, dynamic of the bachelor it has the feel of the real world because they do move into an apartment together anyway it's so funny but i wanted uh can we jump over to a quick question because someone did ask we put a great call out for questions from listeners and someone asked a really funny one i think kind of parlays well into this someone asked do you think you would have proposed or do you think you would have been with your husbands if you would have met in a pod <laughs> in the pod? Do you think no. like if you would have met Brennan in a pod, what do you think would have happened? I have no idea because like, you, I don't know. I feel like I get that the premise of the show was, you know, can you connect with someone just verbally without seeing their face? Yeah. Without seeing their face. But like, not that you have to know what someone looks like, which first of all, all those people are gorgeous. So let's get this show with a little bit more diversity in terms of yes. body type, even maybe. I agree. Or Everyone was very good looking. So it's like, all right. Like the on. only guy, I mean, Mark, all- like Mark was like, I'm short and women don't usually go for when you're short. I'm like, you're like the one person. But he wasn't like, even he was no. he was still taller than Kelly. Or what's her name? Jessica. He was still taller than Jessica. Yeah. The, it, I mean, <laughs> I get it. It doesn't like, matter. But, I just think it's really no. funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't know. Because it is. It's like all of it is just Right. It's, it's tied up like, together. Okay, it's hard so to say like what would have been met, like. If you met your husband in the pod, would you have said yes? Okay. So if I met mm. if I met Scott in a pod, first of all, the thought of this just makes me laugh so hard because the idea of Scott ever setting foot on a reality show no. set is huh. beyond possibility. Beyond possibility. His personality type is could not be farther from this. And so... <laughs> If I was to meet Scott behind a wall, uh, I don't know if he would be talking. So probably not. <laughs> He'd probably be like, hello. Uh, this I know is really this, weird. This I don't question. know if I, it, but it's, but let me just play along with this. Like if we would have just okay. been talking behind the wall, I truly think yes, because he's got such a good heart and personality that I think that's 
truly like why we connected was because he was unlike anyone else I had ever met or talked to before. Just so down to earth. So I, I mean, I can't say that I'd be like, we'd like be proposing to each other, but I'm for the sake of playing along. I think absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Brandon, you know, if like, he's such like a, he really likes to try to have deep conversations you know, like the minute you sit down with him, say, he'd he like, like, you'd be like, whoa, you're having a lot of feelings. I'm not sure if I can Right. Get with That's you. like literally, like, I think he, you know, like the minute you sit down with him, he like wants to know your life story. And I think that would have overwhelmed me if I had met him, if he, if I had met him in that situation, because he would have been in that mindset of like, okay, it's all just going to be about conversation. Like, we have to have these deep conversations. And I think I would have been like, um, I think this is a lot. <laughs> For- <laughs> just deep conversations right off the bat. I mean, also when I met Brandon, I was 22. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop really quick and do a, a quick plug for Comrade Socks, our sponsor this week. Oh, you yeah. guys, St. Patty's Day is coming up. When you listen to this episode, it'll be right around the corner. But it's not too yeah. late to show your St. Patty's Day school spirit by getting a pair of Comrade <laughs> Socks and supporting the podcast at the same time. Now, you don't have to get just green. They actually sell them in packs as well. But I was on their website the other day looking at all the new colors they have. And they're so so cute. They have obviously really fun colors for St. Patty's Day, this beautiful green socks. They've got this beautiful lavender, they've got kind of like those fun black and white varsity. So they with like the the black socks with the white stripes on the top. Super fun colors. So you can get them in dip dye. It almost looks like tie dye, but then you can also get a pack with more traditional kind of office wear with more muted colors. And then you can get a variety pack as well. They have one that's an F-U-C-K cancer pack with really great shades of pink. You can support the podcast by supporting ComradeSocks.com. Go check out all the beautiful colors of their compression socks. You can use the discount code JOY to get a discount off of your order and support us at the same time. That's ComradeSocks.com discount code JOY. And one fun thing that they have is if you are the type of person who's like, I always get analysis paralysis and there's too many choices and you can do a mystery four pack where they just pick your sales for you, which I think is such a cute idea because I I would totally buy that. That's actually a great point in life in general. Anytime I go to my favorite Ethiopian restaurant at Edgewater Market, it's like my favorite place to eat. Now I go there and I say, hey, just surprise me. I want this plate because there's like all these combo plates you can get and just surprise me. And I think that's great. And people get excited because they're like, yeah. I don't have someone barking orders at me. I get to make the choices. So just do variety packs and tell people, you pick for me. You surprise me in life. Hey, universe, you just bring me whatever socks you think I need. You show me what I need. The universe will speak to you. (laughs) Okay, moving on to listener Q&A this week. Thank you for all your great questions. These were amazing. I was reading through them the other night. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys asked the best questions. Have you ever thought of moving out of Colorado? If so, where? I was thinking about this the other day because we think I think about this all the time of how I grew up in Arizona. I love Arizona. I love the desert. I love California. But would I ever move back to either of those places? And the true heart of hearts answer is no, because I love Colorado. I moved here for grad school. And I remember the feeling when I moved here was, oh my gosh, I love having seasons. The change of seasons is something I never grew up with because Arizona is either really hot or just mildly hot. So seasons was like, what? What is that? I love Colorado for that reason. I love the mountains. I also love the ocean. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe one day 
I could live by the ocean. But to me, I like to go to the ocean as a novel thing. So we like to go to Hawaii, we like to go to California, because that to me is like, oh, I, sometimes I feel like if you're around something so much, you take it, you take it for granted. And I feel like Colorado has beautiful lakes, beautiful streams, beautiful mountains. And the landscape here is so diverse. I feel like I get everything that I would want from this state. And not to mention, it's just a cool place to live. I love looking out to the West and there's the Rockies. And that's something that's always really been grounding for me. So I don't know if I would live somewhere else. I mean, if there was something really compelling, like job wise, I just don't see that happening. So I don't think I'd live anywhere else, but I do miss Arizona. And I also just like the memories of it. And I was also thinking about this the other day. I was like, I wonder if it's, I wonder if living in Arizona with like the warmer, the warmer climates contributed to me having less seasonal affective disorder because the seasons don't change so crazily. But I don't know. I don't know if that's the case because I've lived here for so long. Who knows what would happen? And quite frankly, I'm not like looking to, to move there just for that reason alone. I can manage my seasonal affective disorder in other ways. But I can say I like completely felt the flip, the switch flip this week with the warmer temperatures in Colorado. We had such a beautiful week of weather that I'm like, like, oh my gosh, I feel the fog lifting. This is so great. This is so great. So what about you? I agree. I'm so like, when once we hit March, just like, oh, we made it. It's going to be yeah. okay. If I totally, it's like, okay, we're going to be okay. And I feel like it just happened. Yeah. It just like yes, happened I, so like fast. A switch so just like, flipped. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, here we are. Okay, great. I would definitely move somewhere else. I mean, I think that the main thing that keeps me in Colorado, I've lived in Boulder County my whole life. Like Your there are life, maybe... Yeah five years of my life, you know, where I lived in Denver and when I lived in Moab and where I haven't literally lived in the same county. I mean, my current house is 20 minutes away from the house I grew up in, which I love. I love Boulder. I love the Front Range. I love hiking. I love skiing. I love being outside. I love that my kids can have the same kind of experiences growing up as I did. But yeah, I think I think about moving. The biggest reason that we're here is because my family's here. And with small kids, I mean, my mom watches our kids constantly. My dad is, you know, we're going over to my dad's house this afternoon for my nephew's birthday party. Like, that's a huge priority to me is being around my family and having my kids grow up around, you know, either my family and or Brandon's family. And but I also do always think like, am I selling myself short by living in the same county my whole life? And what experiences am I missing out on by not living in other parts of the country? And so who knows, mm -hmm. I could see us when the kids are, are older and old enough to kind of more take care of themselves and not need so much, you know, if somebody, if a kid gets sick, they can kind of lay low and watch a movie while you work from home rather than having to, you know, manage them 24 seven. I could see us right, when the kids are right. older moving. I could see us living in Southern California. I could see us living in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you know, it's always kind of the back of our minds that Madison is an option because that's where Brandon's family lives. Right. I don't I don't really want to live in Wisconsin because the winters are very, very cold and gray, which I think would be very, very hard for me. But yeah. And then we also always sort of like fantasize about moving back to Moab. But I feel like that is like a retirement thing at this point because – there just aren't the the job market there is terrible. The schools are not great, and um, yeah. but it's so beautiful there that I would I would totally live there if I could. So yes, these short. Oh, and then we also Brandon and I talk about moving abroad a lot. Like I think that's like kind of a not bucket list because I don't feel like I have to do it or I'm gonna be disappointed if I don't do it. But when Brandon started going to nursing school, one of the things we talked about was like the the great thing about nursing is that you really can do it almost anywhere in the world in some anywhere. capacity. Yeah. And, you know, you can you can have like a civilian contract job on an on a military base 
somewhere else in the world as a nurse. And you can do a lot of, even if you don't move abroad, you can do a lot of like long-term volunteering abroad. And we talk about moving to Berlin. I don't know why that is the city that has like, we always come Stuck up, out in your know, mind. Bring up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that'd be, I think that'd be cool. Uh, next question would be, do you ever feel like you're speaking into the void? I laughed at this question too. Cause I'm like, I literally like every, every time we podcast, time we were literally every time we podcast, I'm like, who's, yeah. who's still listening? Yeah. Of course we still feel that way. I was thinking about this the other day too. I'm like, wow, we're coming up on our seven year anniversary. We haven't done a live show in a while. I feel like we really need to do that mm-hmm. because we need to give away our pins Claire ordered oh my these gosh. pins. You guys, we have enamel pins of our heads. I got to post a picture of it on Instagram because I, like, I, I hesitate to, to post it. them because, well, because everyone's going to be like, oh my God, how do we order these? And I'm going to be like, I don't know yet because I don't want to have to ship yeah, we don't these know one yet. by one. Yeah, we're absolutely There's, not going to ship don't have We don't have a fulfillment strategy. No, but we just they're ordered so a bunch, but we should do a live show and give them away. So are you willing to travel for pins is really what the question is. But I think we need to do a live show so we can give some of these gosh darn pins away before I, I cut my hair off again. I know. I told Joy, I was like, Joy, this pin has like shoulder length blonde hair. Like you can't change your hair before we get rid of these pins. And I could tell Joy immediately a switch up in her brain where she was like, I need to change my hair. Oh, God. Like now like, the pressure's on. Now yeah, that you like, can't, oh you want to. How long could I hold out? I don't know. But yeah, we need to do a live show. I, I feel like doing a live show and I I feel like the past five years we've done either trips, we've done so much travel or we've met people or, or have done an anniversary show. And I just feel like a live show needs to happen soon so we can reconnect face to face with people because we do feel like we're speaking into a void a lot of the times where we do interact with a lot of people on social media, but that just doesn't replace actually connecting with people face to face. So I think that needs to happen soon. Have you ever sent anything back to the kitchen at a restaurant? I don't think I ever have. I think uh, maybe a handful of times in my life where I just have blatantly gotten the wrong or it's like, this is not what I ordered. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a handful of times, but I've never started eating something and said, I don't like this dish. Can I get something else? Uh, I usually am the type of person that'll be like, uh, this is fine. I'll just eat this. But I've never ordered something and then said, oh, I don't like this dish. I'm just going to go with something else. It's either I get it and it's not what I ordered. And then I'll say, oh, I didn't order this. Can I order something else? Or yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. And I feel like there, it's been a tiny handful of times in my life where I've like blatantly gotten the wrong order. And I've never, I've never had like a hair in my food or anything like that. Um, I def, I've sent back drinks. I know, it's never happened I'm to sorry, me. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I have sent back drinks. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with like sending back a cocktail and be like, you know, because usually it's like I'll be kind of talking with a bartender or with the server and like I'm kind of thinking about trying this. What is it like? And like, okay, I'll try it. And then it comes and I'm like, oh no, this is too like bitter. And then I'll send it back and get something else. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I have. And I, you know who does? This is not going to surprise you. John Hay. Oh, John. I would expect John Hay to do that. To send things back 100%. Yeah. Okay. I have a Claire, a Claire. I have a question for Claire and then a question for me. Is Claire still doing macros? And I found this a little funny because I was like, well, I think it's because there's been times where you've talked about it. Yeah, I kind of go in and out of it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing macros right now. The last time that I was counting macros I stopped counting. I was counting macros, not quite at this time last year, but I counted macros for about like two months last spring. And I stopped when I got my job because it was just like my days were feeling too unpredictable. And I didn't, I felt stressful to try to like pack in a bunch of numbers at the end of the day as I was also trying to get in the routine of starting a new job. 
So no, right now I'm not. Also, I mean, again, like I'm the type of person who I think that macros are a great tool. I find them to be helpful to count macros, you know, for a couple weeks a year probably um, just to kind of help me. If I have a an issue with food, my issue is that I don't eat consistent amounts of food day to day. And it's not because like my hunger cues vary wildly and I'm, you know, honoring my hunger cues. It's because I get, it just feels random and I'm disorganized about it. Mm-hmm. And so counting macros helps me feel a little bit more organized and it helps me like remember to eat. A lot of times what will happen is like, I'll have a really crazy morning and I won't eat breakfast and then I'll get to work and I'll expect, I'll plan on eating something when I get to work, but then I'll jump right into a meeting and then I go work out. And next thing I know, it's the end of the day and I've barely eaten anything and I get home and I like gorge myself on crackers and cheese or something. Yeah. You know, on really low nutrient dense foods, like, you know, because I'm just so hungry because I haven't eaten all day and I'm not doing it to be restrictive. I'm just doing it because I'm disorganized. And right. So macros right. help me feel a little bit more organized, which is why I like them. And it's also why I feel like I only, it's only helpful for me to count macros like for a couple weeks at a time because as soon as I can weeks. kind of kick that habit right I like get the habit back in of like just spreading out my caloric intake more throughout the day as I want to but don't always am not always able to so currently no I don't currently have any plans or any reason to think that I will in the near future but you never know sometimes I'll like get to the end of a month and be like wow that month was crazy and I feel like I'm just eating crackers and cheese as like my main food group right now I'm gonna count macros for a couple of weeks to like help me remember how to feed myself yeah and to get more like a balanced diet I guess if you will diets diet the noun not diet the verb over your day, which is good. I, and I'm not saying we're not saying cheese and crackers isn't like, we're not judging that, but where I think what Claire is saying is at the end of the day, you want to sit down for a meal instead of just grabbing the first thing because you're so hungry from not fueling yourself throughout the day. Right. Is that kind of the, yeah, it's just a way to organize. It's just a way to organize my food and take a little bit better. And what we were talking about last week, like with our meal to matzah and, just how important it is to sit down and be present to enjoy a really good meal. What I've been thinking about lately, just to kind of continue my journey of thinking more healthfully about food and the relationship with food is just to kind of see food as much as possible, as much as you can, just as this neutral thing that fuels your body. So instead of this judgment around it and having all these feelings around it, as much as you can, just look at it as this neutral, neutral thing that is a tool to keep your body moving. So as we're kind of moving throughout social media and all the things that are flying at you for diet products or things that, you know, are going to be good foods or bad foods that if you can look at it truly is just like this thing in your life that has no feelings attached to it. I know that's easier said than done, but um, I think that's something that just in my mind has been a tool that I've been using. And I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I actually feel the opposite. I feel like the that one of the things that helps me is acknowledging that it's not just fuel, that it's not like this just completely, what's that word that means like it doesn't have any attachments detached? That, you know, it's not that eating is not a completely detached experience emotionally and culturally and that there is a lot of significance there. And so I feel like really thinking about that when I eat actually has helped me rather than thinking, oh, this is just going to fuel my body. I don't need to read into it. It's like, okay, no, let's read into it. What's all going on here? You know, this is not, I'm not eating in a cultural vacuum and there are a lot of emotional ties and cultural ties and eating is yeah and I think an the experience practice, like a, I think yeah it's a deeper experience than just sure. like this is fuel for my body right I think what I'm saying I agree with that I think having the respect for meals is very important I think what I'm saying is 
I'm, I don't want to give it so much power. I don't want to give food so much power that I'm fearful of it to where I'm going, oh, this piece of, this piece of food, this type of food is good or bad. So kind of looking at it as there's no emotions in a piece of food. <laughs> like it doesn't have food. It's like what, it's the power that we give it. And so I think kind of being more mindful about that piece. But I also, I absolutely agree about respecting the practice and the history and the ties of how food is such a staple in culture and families and, you know, passing down recipes and that type of thing. I think those are two separate things, but um, okay. So let's, let's quickly move on from that. Cause we could go down. Let's like, that's like our rabbit hole topic. Someone asked, what's my favorite Peloton run? My favorite Peloton instructors, I would say right now are Andy Spear and Bex Gentry. I also like Jessica Kennedy those three are just my favorite right now. Andy's just got this great spirit. Neil's, he kind of distracts you in a way that you feel like you're getting this motivational speech while you're running. And are then you Bex still loving just, it? I do. I really, really love it. Bex Gentry is this amazing runner and she's from the UK. She's so cute and she's just very bubbly. So I wouldn't say I love certain runs. I mean, it kind of depends. I love that there's a variety of runs on Peloton. So you can do 20 minutes, you can do 30 minutes, you can string things together if you want to. You can do 45 minutes, you can go up to an hour if you wanted to. I've done that once and I don't recommend it. It is so mentally challenging. But I think the part that I love about it is I like the leaderboard. I like seeing that there's other people there with me in in real time. I love that the instructors are so motivational and you you can kind of just feel their heart and their passion. So I wouldn't say that there's like a, a certain run that I love because I don't do, I don't repeat a run. That's kind of my rule right now is I don't like to repeat runs. But I'm loving it. And if anyone's on the fence about it, highly recommend. Fun things to do on a budget. I just moved and want to do stuff, but I also have no money. So I like to go on wherever you are, you have some type of website that gives you ideas for the weekends. For ours, it's Visit Denver or our local news station often does articles about things to do for free. So free things going on in the community. So that's what I would first do. Again, it kind of depends on where you live. But for our city, they have free museum days. They have very low fee entries for certain events throughout the weekend, or they could be no money at all. So I would first kind of find out what your entertainment news station is that like kind of gives out good tips for the weekend events. So that's kind of where I would start is kind of the tourist, the tourist board. If you have, if you're new to the city, you can kind of be a tourist in your own city. And then truly just kind of look on meetups. I like the meetup app because I think sometimes I'll get ideas for things that are going on. And a lot of the events are free. And even just kind of going around parks, finding good parks or coffee shops or things that are like pretty low cost. I feel like those are good ways to explore your city. Going for walks, if you have an animal, walking around the neighborhood is a good way to kind of get to know what's going on in your area. And I think also just looking for opportunities to find I don't know, like groups or free classes. I think I know a lot of studios will do free first classes if you're new, just to kind of get a feel for it. But it really forces you to be a little creative, which I kind of like. I think there's just some something really beautiful about having to be creative when you're when you're in a new city and you get to be an explorer. Yeah, and I also think anytime like outdoor stuff, outdoor you know, stuff is great. It's free. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Go for a hike. Go for a walk. Go for a bike ride. Being yeah, in the outdoors. Yeah, you know what? 
almost every city now, and especially because it's warmer weather, hopefully it's going to be stay that way. But as it gets warmer, you have those little mopeds you can ro- run around in the city that you can probably rent for really cheap. I'm not a fan of those, but hey, you might try it or rent a, one of those little Uber bikes, those jump bikes that are around the cities. And I, I agree, like walking around some of the um, cities, like De- like Boulder has 16th Street Mall, Denver has, or what is it, Pearl Street Mall, Denver has 16th Street Mall. Like there's fun little boutique areas to just kind of walk around, I think is really fun. I know, and so, I feel like I get just as much out of that by just walking around as I do if I actually buy something. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple more questions. Someone said any fun 5Ks coming up for Joy? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't really sign up for runs anymore, but I might do one. Scott and I like to do this 7K for St. Patty's Day, but we usually sign up like last minute. So we might do that one. But 5Ks are probably like as they come up and it's something that I don't know, interesting to me or for a good cause, I'll do it. But anymore, I'm not like super down with doing races. Where's your go-to place to eat in Denver or for you where you live? Maybe Boulder. Give some Boulder recs. My go-to place to eat in Boulder. If I'm just grabbing something quick, Boulder has a flower child, which I know one just opened in Cherry Creek and there's like a couple in Arizona and I think it's Southern California. Do I need to go to one? It's so good. I love it. It's my favorite like place to go to Maybe I'll go there today. Okay. Yeah. Is it a grocery um, store or is it like a restaurant? No, 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 no. It's like a, it's like an order at the counter, fast casual place. Okay. Yeah. So... They, the Mother Earth Bowl I love. I get it with salmon and without the like ancient grains that come with it because it's just kind of heavy with all the grains in it, I think. Or the Goddess Bowl is really good. Don't get their sandwiches or their wraps. Get the bowls. The sandwiches and the wraps are a little bit disappointing. The bowls are really good. That's my favorite like just kind of place if I'm going to grab lunch. But my favorite restaurant, there's a restaurant in Longmont called West Side Tavern. That's probably what it's called. And it's really cute. So I've talked about it before. It has a great cheese plate. There's a taco place in Lyons called Mojo Taqueria, which is really good. And they have really good margarita specials. Like they always are doing like a peach margarita or a pomegranate margarita or whatever that are always really good and not too sweet. And their tacos are delicious. And I'm trying to think like what else up in this neck, up in the kind of North Boulder County neck of the woods. Longmont in and of itself doesn't have any like, oh my gosh, you have to go there type of restaurants, which is sad. And I'm hoping we get one because Longmont that's like the one big thing I feel like Longmont is still missing is like, but it's, I mean, we're so close to Boulder, but we're not that close to Boulder. You know, it's just still a 20 minute drive into Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the normal Boulder things like the kitchen is great. Bar Taco is great. If you're, if you're coming to Boulder, anything, any of the restaurants on Pearl Street are going to, going to be a winner. We go to Sloan's Bar and Grill. Scott and I have this local haunt that's literally two minutes from us. So that's usually where we will be on a Friday evening because it's we don't have to get sit in any traffic. We don't have to worry about parking. We just roll up. It's the feel of everybody knows your name and it has really good food. So we go to Sloan's Bar and Grill in Edgewater all the time. The Edgewater Public Market has amazing food as well. The other one I would say that we go to pretty often is Linger or Root Down. And I know Claire and I talk a lot about Root Down. If you go through DIA, you have to find the Root Down restaurant because it's so good. And it started in downtown Denver. It's one of the more popular places to go. Okay, remember when we were in DIA a couple weekends ago and we were like, what is the restaurant? We know there's a restaurant that's getting ready to open and we can't remember. It was like a big deal and we couldn't remember what it was. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. That's what it was. We and I, Joy and I were walking through and we were like, we, I know that I recently saw like a news article come out about this new restaurant that was getting ready to open in the Denver airport. And I can't remember what it was. And then when I was in there last week, I walked past it. I was like, Shake Shack. 
That's what it was. Oh my gosh. Shake so I'm, I'm glad to cl- okay. glad to close that loop. Great. Close that loop. Have you seen Parasite? Claire absolutely will not see that movie. I saw it. I pretty, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on a recent episode. I have seen it. I love it. Recommend you see it if you like. I want to say it's like Hitchcock scary. It's not horror scary. It's not disturbing scary. It's just like <gasps> creepy scary in, in the best way. It's such a good movie. And I'm so glad that he won and he kind of cleaned house at the Oscars because it was phenomenal, phenomenal. Here's an easy one. Christina or Brittany? I got to say right now, Brittany, I'm loving her Instagram. Is that She's an so easy weird. one? God, For Brittany's me, it is. not okay, guys. She's Brittany's not, but not I okay. just, I love, I love how she's just so unaware of how she not lives okay in a different world. No, it's not that. I think she's okay, but I feel like we look at her and we're like, wow, Hollywood and Spotlight and Celebrity really took a toll on you, but she just doesn't, she's living mm-hmm. her best life. I think she's living her best life. And we're looking at this going, wow, you're just, you are something else. I just hope she has a comeback because she's such, I just love her. I like want the best for Britney so bad. I'm rooting for her. Christina's doing fine. Christina is doing fine. Christina's also doing fine. I feel like Christina, I got to pick Christina because I feel like I I liked her. But like when, back when like the Britney versus Christina was a feud, I was definitely team Christina because I was like, Britney's like so fake as if Christina Aguilera wasn't also fake. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I feel yeah. like I have like 12 year old Claire is like, Team Christina, what the heck are you thinking? Yeah. Okay. Talk about your favorite hairstyle. Do you ever have a favorite hairstyle from over the years? The ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a haircut? You're like, I love this haircut. Um, Because you've had your back- hair all sorts of ways. Yeah, I have. I don't know. I feel like when I was growing out, so I got a pixie cut right after I got married. And I then when I grew it out, like that following year, I had like a cute kind of asymmetrical bob for a little while that I liked. And when you did the undercut too, that was cool. The undercut was, yeah, but I'm like when I, this, the asymmetrical bob that I'm talking about from this one was like asymmetrical side to side, not front to back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was a fun cut. I don't know though. I mean, I'm not, I feel like my hair has never been, I've always like, I aspire to want to like be the type of person who really cares and does my hair. But, you know, shoulder length, it's just kind of always been my go-to. The other thing is you have a great hair color and you have great hair texture. So you have really yeah. thick hair and your hair color is, this is the color that I want. Right. I'm still laughing at the guy at Create and Cultivate. <laughs> who's like, I, you're like, wait. Is that your natural hair we, color? No. It's this gorgeous. Is this is your natural. Like- so you have like a built-in good hair to where yeah, you like maybe. any style that you have is mm-hmm. like if you have long hair or mid-length hair, like your style or your the thickness and the color, you kind of have built-in built in beauty. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I but I feel like I wish <laughs> I just don't have like the I've never in my life, even when I had a lot of time, like cared to do my hair. And so I just have had to sort of let that go. Yeah, which <laughs> is fine you? because you have, <clears throat> then you have more like low maintenance, you know. Yeah, I've always just had low maintenance hair. Yeah. What uh, you've had course, a, a wide variety of hair. Oh, I've had I've had every hair. Well, I shouldn't say every, but I've had a wide variety of lengths. I would say I loved having short hair, and right now I'm at this point where I'm just not interested in the upkeep of short hair because it really does take a lot of maintenance and a lot of going to the salon and a lot of restyling. I'll get there eventually. I think in the next few years I'll probably cut it off again. But right now I'm kind of like liking just the lower maintenance of having longer hair, and. I would say probably like my favorite was the platinum blonde short haircut 
because that was so out of my, like out of anything I've ever done. So it was really fun to try something new. And if anyone's like on the fence about trying a new hairstyle, like truly, 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 life is too short to just not know what that feels like. So I would say go for it. All right. Do we want to do one more quick question? Yeah, let's do one last one. Speaking of hairstyles, I've been, I'm like starting to think about getting, doing the side undercut. And I know that I don't, it's so much upkeep. Oh, like Lisa Bilyeu. I love yeah, that. I know. I it's so that. cute. It's so it's cute on her. a lot of upkeep. And mm-hmm. I feel like the reason I like it though, and the same reason, because when I had the undercut on the back of my hair, it was fun because you could just wear your hair down and no one could see it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the side one, if you get it done correctly, is the same way. But I don't know. It just feels like a lot of work to keep that up. Mm-hmm. And there's you always ways to like work you know. around it though. Yeah. 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 And then really the problem is then growing it out. And yeah, it's like for sure. when yeah. Okay, one last question. Okay. I will okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and do two because this one I do want to answer. She's like, I'm dying to know if Joy is talking about Cam and Lauren or Amber and B as her fave. My favorite for Love is Blind, the couple, was Lauren and Cameron. That's all I'm gonna say because I did mention something last week that may be a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but it was Lauren and Cameron. They're my fave. Okay. Are you going to the CrossFit Games this year? Probably. Are we going? Probably. I would say it's a strong I haven't probably. bought my tickets Brandon yet. Brandon and Sandy are going. Strong probably. Yeah. Brandon and Sandy. Strong possibility. I haven't bought my ticket yet, which normally by now I've already bought my flight, but I'm on the fence about it. I'll probably end up going because the FOMO just gets way too intense. It gets way too intense. And like, we, this is the time of year and every every single year we talk about this, every single year, where when it comes like, time to buy the tickets, we're like, I don't know. I don't Do know. Really want to go again? Really want to and go. then we get there and we're like, oh my God, I love it. So it's the best. Yeah. It's so fun. We, it's so I would fun. say it's strong probably. and Strong probably. Especially like now that it's in Madison, we talk about this too. Like there's no, it feels like there's no reason for me not to go because Brandon's family right. lives there and, and it's just such a cute little town and like worst case scenario, yes. if the CrossFit games like suck, you just go to the farmer's market. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a fun time. It's such a fun city. And then your in-laws get to see the kids and mm-hmm. it's kind of a win-win. So yeah. Most likely we'll be there. We'd love to see everybody. And we have a lot of questions that we didn't answer this time, but we will get to them on a future episode. And a reminder that you can always submit questions, comments, feedback to this is Claire at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voice memo. You can just record it on your phone and email it right to us. Or you can hit the contact button on our Instagram page to send us a voice memo right from that button. And also it will email us directly if you would rather send us an email. And we love hearing your feedback. We love hearing from you. Thank you to everyone who takes the time to email. We read everything that you write us, even though it doesn't get always get on the podcast. We read everything that you say and we take it as feedback and we take it very seriously. So thank you always for submitting feedback in a positive way, in a constructive way, in a way that is respectful. That's what we love about this community. So that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Again, it's Comrade Socks for the sponsor this week, ComradeSocks.com. Get yourself a nice pair of compression socks. And you know what? If you buy a pack, get a pack. Give it as a gift. If you don't need all three pair, you can be like, hey, friend, I noticed your legs need a hug. I would like to deliver that for you. ComradeSocks.com. The discount code is JOY to support JOY and Claire. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Wash your hands. Bye. (laughs) Don't touch your face.
like we do it like we do it.